Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Feels kind of weird. No game this week. It's, there's not going to be another game for a couple weeks. December 28th is the bowl game, but transfer portal, man. I mean, it kind of was crazy, Nick, the first you know day. I mean, it was pretty crazy. It's kind of slowed down. I feel like all the players that are going to go in the portal, like the big-time players, kind of made their decision, I'm hoping, especially for UCF. But um, we're going to go into all the transfer portal craziness that UCF's enduring or people that they're bringing in right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Charge On. As always, I'm your host, Sean Green. What a crazy couple days. I mean, um, I mean, recorded Monday at, I mean, technically midnight. So it was Sunday at midnight and then going to Monday. Posted the video Tuesday, usually a day later than we post, but you know, that's we wouldn't have got the episode up on time. And now today we're recording this on Thursday because we wanted to wait until the last possible minute just in case anything big happened transfer portal wise. And now this episode's up on Friday. So a little bit different than our usual schedule. Our schedule is going to be off now because everything is kind of shifted now. But um, Nick, how are you doing? I know you're kind of watching the transfer portal kind of unfold in this new age of college football, and it's weird. I mean, it is so weird to see certain players that, you know, just let's look, we could look at UCF, but starters that you're thinking, you know, are NFL draft picks or, you know, some of the top players in the country leave their respective schools. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, you really don't get much time to digest the end of the season. I mean, we just played a, a big game on Saturday that was deciding our bowl fate. And two days later, uh, it's an exodus at a lot of schools. Now, a lot of people I know are concerned about you know who's leaving the program. but and, and we'll get into this more in depth as we go on here. But there was a mass exodus last year also when Gus got here. Um, and we can, we can kind of look at those guys who left and the guys who came in and kind of compare and and look at the ones who are coming in. But yeah, the, because of college football, the way they schedule things, you know how I feel. I hate it. Yeah. I, it's absolute madness. Coaching tires going on, the portals going on. I mean, we got guys who are on college football playoff teams who have to decide, do I enter the portal right now? And I even saw like a Michigan tight end jumped in. It's like, I mean, it's just unprecedented stuff right now. But uh, uh, it's just crazy. You better get used to it. Guys, basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, college football, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And let's get into it, Nick. I mean, I think when we were recording on Monday, that was 
Transfer Portal Day, or it was this, the start of Transfer Portal Day, December 5th. We recorded prior knowing, listen, there's going to be more transfers. We knew of Mikey Keenan, Devontae Brown, and we'll get into them and kind of who can replace them in a second. But I think, I'll be honest, I went to bed, and I, I we've we've seen, right? Shout out to Stephen Leonard, Elite Empire. They, they were tweeting some things like, there's bigger bombs about to drop. There's some bigger players that are going to be leaving. And I kind of went to bed and I'm like, I think Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste might be in the transfer portal because it's like, I was trying to think who's bigger than Devonte Brown on the defense and, and offensively. I mean, we kind of knew John Rice Plumley was coming back. There was nobody, maybe Javon Baker. That would be a huge bomb. Like, okay, that's pretty big. Um, but Jeremiah was probably the first one to hit on Monday morning about, Hey, I'm entering the transfer portal. I think me and you could both, you know, speak to it, that that's probably the biggest loss that this UCF defense and team could have taken. I mean, and we'll get into the other players, but man, and, and again, you'll hear us say it throughout this episode, the transfer portal taketh, and then it also giveth. You will get players from the portal just as much as you get taken away. But Nick, for this defense, especially the defense that just showed on, you know, this last game against Tulane, that's a huge loss. Yeah, it's a loss. I mean, it's your team leader, uh, the guy who commands the middle of that defense and the defense as a whole. And we saw what the defense looked like for a few times that he wasn't out there. We get, and Jason Johnson certainly made up for the loss when he wasn't there. But it, it's a similar situation to what happened last year when, when Tatum Bethune entered the portal. And that kind of maybe caught people off guard. This one... Listen, I mean, with all the transfers, this is how I look at this. And I know UCF fans aren't going to like this, but this is how I look at it. You have to look at UCF no longer as a – because they're not. They're not a power in the group five anymore. Those days have come and they have gone. They were glorious, but they have ended. They are now in the Big 12. And the Big 12 is coming off its strongest year in a long time from top to bottom. UCF at this moment is probably a middle-of-the-pack Big 12 team, if we're being completely honest with ourselves here, right? Mm -hmm. That's the way I'm looking at it. So if guys that have maybe exceeded the – or done more at like a quote-unquote smaller school and they feel they can do it at a higher level, they're going to go. They're going to go. Tatum Bethune did that last year and went to Florida State. And I know Florida State was down coming to the year. They just had a nine-win season. He was fantastic. Clearly, he held his own and, and more, probably improved his draft stock. You have to look at that as well from Jeremiah John Baptiste's perspective. He's been here for four years. I mean, first of all, speaking to his career at UCF, hard shoes to fill coming in for, uh, was it Nate Evans, right? Yeah. Yeah, Nate Evans. Him and him and Tatum Bethune were very young and had to fill those shoes left behind by some of the guys who were here when UCF was rocking. And and you know, I had a chance to be, um, you know, in a class with Jeremiah when he was a freshman, and you know, got got to know him just a little bit. And I could tell that he definitely had a bright future ahead of him. And he turned out to be, like we said, the leader of this defense. So it's a loss, but he's got bigger aspirations, and they're not in Orlando. That's just. That's just reality of it. Until UCF builds up some cachet in the Big 12 and in the Power 5, 
right now you're a middle of the road team and a lot of your best players are probably going to go seek opportunities at even bigger programs to maybe win other things and or improve their draft stock. So that's how I saw this with Jeremiah John Baptiste. And I, I agree with you after these transfers. I mean, listen, it wasn't, I will say this, not as bad as a lot of the other teams. I mean, a lot of teams in the country have lost every single one of their top players. Cause yeah, like you said, it. I mean, in the American, in the group of five, UCF is one of the top t- teams. And I, agree that in some cases after these transfers, UCF is kind of right in the middle of the pack in terms of the Big 12. Now, can UCF go into the transfer portal and get right back up to the top of the Big 12? Absolutely. I think with the notoriety that UCF has among recruits, UCF can reload very quickly. Like if we look at last year's transfer class and recruit and recruiting class, right? You lost a lot of players, Right. And I assume we could both say that our the top two is Dylan Gabriel, even though we kind of knew that he, he left earlier and Tatum Bethune. I mean, those were the top two. And I would also make the argument that the transfer that you brought in exceeded a lot of the position players that you had that transferred out. I mean, not saying quarterback wise. I mean, even though John Rice does stuff that Dylan Gabriel can't and vice versa. I mean, wide receiver recruit. You brought in Kobe Hudson, Javon Baker. You do lose Jalen Robinson, but you didn't feel like there was a huge drop off in in that group. If anything, you did do better by bringing in those transfers. Yeah, yeah. That's that was one thing. And and I had the list right here of the players they lost last year, and then the players like they released. So like you had a one v one trade basically of Dylan Gabriel to John Rice Plumley. You lose Jalen Robinson and you lose Titus and you replace them with Javon Baker and Kobe Hudson. I mean, there's a big difference there seeing what Titus and Jalen Robinson went on to do at their other stops, right? Uh, you lose like Cam Good, a guy who was a, a veteran. Eric Gilliard was a veteran. Uh, Jermaine McMillan is another guy who was a veteran. But you brought in a Jason Johnson who we just talked about, a Walter Yates who flashed at times, a Lee Hunter, a Swoboda, I mean... Go down, go on and on and down the list. You would probably take what you brought in over what you took out, yeah, or what left you. So that's that's how it goes. And I think UCF. I said it the other night. I think they're as well equipped as any school in the country for the most part to get good transfers in here and guys who want to play here. Yeah, I think honestly, if we're looking at schools that are primed and fit and ready to bring in or or maybe more illustrious to transfers, I think UCF's a top 10 program in the country for that. Just for the reason, if you look at what Gus did last year in the transfer portal and the players that they're looking at this year, I mean, players want to come to UCF and there's opportunities with the transfer portal. Listen, UCF is going to a power five conference. They have one of the top recruiting, the top recruiting class in their history coming in. The, the program's on the up and up. So, yes, you lose guys like Jeremiah G. Baptiste, Devontae Brown, Ryan O'Keefe, who we'll get into. But you're going to gain players on that side. And there's players that are already there on the roster that can replace those players. And we'll also get into that. But uh, the future is going to be bright. And, yes, at the end of the day, guys, right now, after some of those players, you have to, for right now, you have to look at the team as it is as these transfers leave. So for example, you know, Jeremiah G. Baptiste, who's replacing him? I don't think he's on the roster. I think that is clearly a portal guy that you're going to go and you're going to go replace him with. 
other guys like Ryan O'Keefe, I do think there's guys on the roster that can replace Ryan O'Keefe, and that can change your mindset. So right now, we can't even think about where UCF is in the Big 12. We said right now they're in the middle of the pack. I'm assuming in a month we're changing that that thought process. They could be right up there in the top three. It's all based off of this next month and a half, two months when it comes to are the guys that are you know saying they're going to sign with you, especially in the recruiting trail, right? Are they going to end up signing? And we'll talk about those guys like John Walkers of the world and everybody there. And then can you bring in quality transfers that can really either do exactly what you had with the players that you're losing or substantially improve on that side of the ball? So defensively, I think that's going to be crucial. Nick, you lose Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste, Devontae Brown, Devon Wilson, he's not transferring, he's going to the NFL draft. Even though we've had some problems, especially with Devontae Brown, I mean, he hasn't performed at the level that we assumed he was going to, especially in man-to-man. I think with the way that we're running our defense, it looks like in the transfer portal, they're going heavy man corners that can defend man because some of these corners that we have, it it just looks like they are not, their strength is not man-to-man defense. Yeah, and I, I think that that's one of the positions that they're lucky that they have a load of young talent there in the secondary that they're more well equipped so i mean just off the top of my head like the henderson brothers are back there uh you get more of a look at them going to their sophomore seasons nakai martinez was the big one right and we got to see him in stretches this year where i think he looked okay uh brandon adams another one uh hodges is still here uh, i know how you feel about Corey thornton he's still here though um i i wish <laughs> I I, i'm good with him in the transfer portal if he if he feels like it you know if he wants to get chipped out i'm yeah. fine with that <laughs> I, I know you are, but I, yeah, I think they have, and we're going to see some of these people. We got to catch, I mean, this portal, if you haven't looked at this portal, folks, I mean, it's like a thousand names deep. <laughs> I mean, you have to, you could get lost looking at this portal. So, I mean, we're going to see some of the names and we've got the guy from Sensi was it Jaquan Shepard, uh, who looks like he's, we feel confident that he's going to be a UCF night, hopefully soon here. Uh, and that's a guy who's been, you know, a four-year guy at Cincinnati. I, I believe this was his senior year, and he just started for the first time, played all 12 games. An impact guy, obviously familiar with with guys on this team, having played them every single year. Uh, it'd be a great pickup to get a veteran like there, but I wouldn't put it past him to keep adding to it because you can never have too many pieces in your secondary. You can have ne- you can never have too many pieces in your secondary. But I think because of the young, uh, the youthfulness they have at that position, I think that's something they can manage pretty well. Yeah, and you know some of the names. I I really like Brandon Adams. Um, I think a young kid. I mean, I think he could really take a leap if you gave an, him an opportunity. But if we just look at the corners, like I, I kind of went and listen. I probably missed some names. Like Nick said, there's over a thousand players in the portal. UCF has probably offered way more than I have written down. These are just the ones that I've seen on Twitter that have made an announcement that UCF offered them. Um, but if you look at cornerbacks, I mean, they offered Kyrie Jackson out of Alabama. He's a corner. Uh, Jaquan Shepard, you mentioned him. He's We're in the top two for him, and I would feel very strongly that he's probably going to come to UCF. So you have him. You have Mumu Bin Wahed uh, from West Virginia. I mean, he was a three-star corner last year. He had a bunch of offers from a bunch of different schools. Uh, Kenny Solomon the second from Tulsa. Uh, he, he So... There's a clear emphasis, Nick. It's a very clear emphasis that I don't think that 
this defensive staff has a lot of confidence. Not saying, listen, I think Nakai's going to be great, but there's cl- they're not playing him at corner. They are playing him in the middle of the field. They're playing. They want him in that night position. They're not playing him at yeah, corner. Yeah. You know, Jakari and Damari. You know, Damari can play corner, but again, it's that they don't. They need to bring in veteran guys that they feel can step right in. And I don't think in their first season of the Big Twelve, Nick. And I think this is why they're going so hard in the transfer portal, portal for corner because Corey Thornton. Didn't really impress you. I think Brandon Adams, you see a lot of things that you like, but again, he made a couple of mistakes throughout the year. I think going and getting veteran guys in the portal is so crucial because, yeah, you don't want to go in the Big 12 and look stupid on defense. If, you're, if your line is great, which we, listen, our line is is our strength on defense, but if if we're playing 10 yards off the ball and you're just getting quick out routes every single time and the corners can't do anything, it's going to make your defense look silly. Guys who can tackle. That's what I want. I want guys who can do the fundamentally thing well of tackling because that is what, and I'm sure Gus Malzahn, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me that they're offering a lot of corners because he he saw it. He's on that sideline and he's looking at, you know, man, my defense is just getting shredded right now. Picked apart. Travis Williams, if he needs to make a, a scheme adjustment, if you're going to play guys who, if you're going to play 10 yards off the ball, then get guys who can do it. And if you're going to play man, get guys who can do it. End of story. And I, I just don't think they have the pieces. And let's be real here. A lot of these guys <clears throat> who were in there, they inherited them. They inherited them. This is the, this is the third year. And when you inherit something, you know, you you go with it, I guess. You get the guys out of there you don't think can do what they can do. And, and you have to just kind of make it work. So I think year three now going to the Big 12, get your guys in here that you're confident in can work to your scheme and hopefully it can fix it because you can't get away in the big 12 seeing the offenses that we saw this year in the conference. uh, You can't get away with the defense that UCF showed at the end of the year. No. And I think it's not that hard, like, you know, easier said than done, but I think the defense, we said it, the defense for pretty much the entire year played up to standard or, or exceeded expectations, especially early on in the year. I think you saw the decline, especially just right after Tulane, you saw the decline, but and I will say though the Navy game, they played really well in the second half. The first half was the struggle half, but gassed. they they yeah. really played better in the second half. The USF game, I mean, you put them in bad spots. I mean, you really did put them in bad spots with the turnovers. And then that Tulane game, I mean, that was definitely besides the ECU game. The Tulane game was the worst game of the year, giving up some of the stuff that they did. Um, but no, I agree with you. I think the the positive is on the defensive line. It doesn't, you're not really losing. Like Josh Salascar is not transferring. That's a guy that when Baptiste announced he was transferring, I'm like, oh, Salascar is probably next. I mean, you just assumed he's staying. So that's great for the line. Um, Lee Hunter, I mean, he got gra- more opportunities as the year went on. I think he's going to be huge next year. I think you might see him right up there um, at, at the start of the season playing a lot more snaps. So I think the defensive line's good. And there's a reason they're going after corners. That was the that was the weakness of this year's UCF team. And we'll see which linebackers they get in the portal. Uh, like that's also going to be a huge get linebacker. You know, Terrence Lewis entered the portal. He's not. He was really a non-factor for UCF. I mean, didn't play a game, so it's not like a, a loss. But that was a guy you brought in the transfer portal as a waiver. Say, hey, like he was a top ten player in his class the year before. Let's see what he can do. He dipped into the portal again. So uh, 
take that for what you will. Um, but linebacker and corner. I mean, you found one in Jason Johnson. I would not be surprised if they went again and got a similar type. I know you went and got Armstrong the year before Johnson. So clearly they like that type of linebacker, a guy that, you know, is, it doesn't matter if you're in a power five school right now. Like you might see, it would not shock me if in a week we get a guy from the transfer portal that's a linebacker that you've never heard of. You don't know the school. Cause that's just some of the guys that we like at linebacker clearly over the last couple of years. And the guys that Travis Williams and, and co want to get, um, let's jump to the offense really quick. Talked about some of the defense offensively, Mikey Keene. And I want to start there. We gave our little rant about some of the, comments that were made on Twitter the last week that were ridiculous. I'm interested to see where he's going to go. I mean, we knew he was the first entrant in the transfer portal. We talked about it, but there's been a lot of discussion on Twitter, right? About do you get a quarterback in the transfer portal? Because I think one of the negative things about the last season was, listen, we have a quarterback that likes to run the ball and can get injured very easily, right? You had the backup of Mikey knowing, listen, you have Mikey Keene if you need him. And then you have Thomas as a third option, true freshman. You you go to him if you need to, but listen, he's a true freshman. You don't really want to do that to him. Now, you have John Rice Plumley coming back. Thomas clearly is, is going to fight for the number one spot. You also have Timmy McClain. That Those are probably your three-headed horse right now. Of They're going to be fighting for the starting job. Signed the kid, Dylan Risk. He's coming in in this next class. Who He looks basically like a Gus. He's a Gus quarterback. I mean, he looks impressive. But, Nick, if, I, if you are Gus Malzahn and co., there's some good quarterbacks on, in that portal right now. I mean, quarterbacks that had high ratings maybe haven't lived up to es- expectations as people assumed. But gu- guys that could fit Gus's system. If you're Gus, do you sign a quarterback in the transfer portal or are you content going into the season with four? Because I understand five quarterbacks on scholarship probably for many programs is just too much. Do you think UCF at this state of where the program is right now in the quarterback situation, would you would you go sign one of these quarterbacks in the transfer portal? Well, well which quarterback is going to want to come here? Because like you Good said, question. you're going to be four deep at quarterback yep. and I there's no path. It's one of the reasons why the the whole when Timmy McLean transferred to UCF last year, it didn't make any sense to me because I didn't see a path for him to play. I s- still don't see a path for him to play, to be honest with you. So no, I, I don't think a quarterback is something I would go into. I think John Rice is coming back. He he's going to be the guy, like it or not. That's the guy. They're going to roll it with year with the year number two. With John Rice Plumley, that that's just how it's going to be. I think Tommy can compete all he wants. I think this is Gus's guy, clearly. Um, again, like it, like it or not, that, I think that's what it is. So no, I, there are quarterbacks in this class, but um, maybe some intriguing guys. But I, I just don't see what the advantage is to any of these guys coming here to UCF because you just cannot guarantee him any playing time. No, and I think you can't, and I think that's kind of the the toss up. I think Timmy does have an opportunity here. I mean, he has a full season of start here. Listen, yes. Do I think at the I end like of the day, Timmy. I, do what I like to see Timmy get a shot. Am I saying, do I, do I know that Thomas Castellanos is a better option than Timmy McLean? I don't, I really don't because Timmy McLean played on a, a really bad USF team. And I thought he was a bright spot of a bad bunch. 
So I like Timmy McClain. I just don't see where he fits in with the coaching staff and where he is on the totem pole. If he can really leap two guys in one offseason. I mean, I agree. And I, I think he made a decision. And I think we can both agree with this. And I think he made a decision. He shouldn't have made the decision so quickly. As soon as he lost that starting job, he decommitted and he signed He's with out. UCF like the next day. So I think the problem is, yeah, like if I'm Timmy and I looked at like the grand scheme, I understand where he was coming from because he's like, they just signed a guy, John Rice Plumley, And at that point, again, this was early on. I mean, this, I, I don't even think we played a game yet. If I, if I recall, hadn't played a game yet. He's probably thinking, listen, John Rice is a senior who knows how he's going to do next year. I've got a true freshman right here. They're going to sign a freshman in the class. And I got Mikey Keene, who Mikey Keene's going to probably transfer. So I probably saw, I see his mindset. The thing is, if you look at John Rice's stats and how John Rice did, you could have a 10-win season. And John Rice's stats, I get it for all of us that have watched JRP. Maybe the stats don't tell the whole story, and they don't. But, I mean, he threw 1,500 yards, 14 touchdowns, ran for 800 yards. So it's very hard if, yeah, like I agree with you. It's really hard for, if I'm Gus, to be like, and I do think they have an open competition. Like I I don't think you go in saying John Rice is the quarterback. And if you do, I don't know what that tells guys that are signing with you. But I think you do have three capable quarterbacks in Timmy, JRP, and Thomas. I don't think you throw Thomas out there in year one of the Big 12. I think you you do need to throw him out there just like you did this year, but I think you need to give him one more year because he is very raw. I wouldn't mind if they signed a quarterback. I really wouldn't. I agree with you. Who would you sign? I wouldn't mind. If it came up on my feed that UCF signed a transfer quarterback, what's the harm in it? At the end of the day, somebody's going to transfer, right? It might be Timmy. Timmy might transfer again. Now, I don't know the rules anymore. I don't know how that works out. He might have to sit out a year. I have no idea. But if Timmy ends up losing, I don't know if he stays on the roster. And then same thing with some another guy. I mean, it it becomes kind of a, a pile of quarterbacks that you're just having to choose from. The problem I have with UCF right now is even in this kid that we just signed, Dylan Risk, it, I, th- I, I like him a lot. I think he could be a guy, and I think Thomas is definitely a guy. But right now, we don't have the guy that can step in there right now and 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 just take over. And that if that's JRP, that's fine. But listen, what's going to happen when you go up against TCU next year? How is that going to fare? Right? What happens if you go up against a Texas, even in Oklahoma, even though I think they're they're garbage? Not Texas, they're okay, but Oklahoma's garbage. That's I think the question point. So we've spent too much time on it, but I think the only quarterback, and I know there's no chance of this happening. The only quarterback that you, if he's like, I'm interested in coming, and the only quarterback you sign is DJ from Clemson. That's it. And the only reason, even though he has struggled and he has looked a little off, he is the quarterback that Gus would work with. I I mean, I I told y'all like, you know, off air, like he would be a dream because he has that size to him. Yeah, he is a pipe dream, but he's going out west. I, I think that. I think everybody would agree he's going out west, yep. and you know that that's just that's a di- that's different. Like when you tell me like should we go after a quarterback? Well, if DJU tells me he wants to come to UCF, then we can talk about it. Uh, well, if, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm t- saying. If any other if it if it's any other quarterback, 
Devin Leary, of course, but those once are the I only get, two. That's what I'm saying. Once I once I get past like the first like like I, I would say there's probably like four or five guys that I would probably make an exception for. That's it, really. Yeah. I don't think that this is not last year's transfer portal quarterback class, in my opinion. No, it's not. Um, but yeah, those are the only. That's pretty much the only one that I would be like, yeah, you know, obviously you have to sign him. All the rest of them, unless they're coming to play a different position. You know, R.J. Harvey, he was a running back. You sign him. He where he played quarterback. He wanted to play running back. Then go ahead. But at this point, you know, I think I think go into the season with what you got and have an open quarterback competition. Um, Ryan O'Keefe. Well, the, you, you lost two t- top guys. We could potentially lose more. I, I I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened yet. I thought Mark Anthony Richards was gone. Um, I thought Johnny Richardson probably would have would have shipped out of town by now. Um, and no offense to those guys. I think Johnny Richardson hasn't gotten the opportunities that I'm sure he probably wants in the offense. I don't know if Gus, you know, again, more guys could enter the portal. This is going up on Friday, recording on Thursday. We have no idea. Like some guys might enter late. Who knows? But I just assume those are two guys that probably would have entered the portal. Because you've got a guy, Demarcus Bowman, coming in next year. We don't know what role he's going to play in the offense. You obviously know R.J. Harvey's probably your number one back next year going into the season. Um, but two wide receivers so far, uh, Ryan O'Keefe, Jordan Johnson, we don't really count. I mean, he didn't play. I think he was in for maybe five plays of his UCF tenure. Um, but you know, people assumed when we signed him that he was, again, you got a five star, former five-star from Notre Dame. He was going to do all these big things and he didn't do anything. But Ryan O'Keefe, Nick, just kind of talk about, I don't blame him at all. I mean, again, it's one of those situations where if a guy feels like he needs to, to go show something else or, you know, improve his draft stock. Cause he will get drafted at some point. Um, I don't blame him. I mean, especially in the offense last year, but uh, what do you think about Ryan O'Keefe leaving? And it looks like Javon Baker and Kobe Hudson are staying. So, um, it's, you're not losing anybody. Um, you're, you're, you're not losing anybody else. You're only losing him. Yeah. You know, this is the guy, if you would ask me one person you think is going to enter the portal, I would have said Ryan O'Keefe right away. Um, and not because of his role. I mean, I guess part of it has to do with his role in the offense. Um, and we only got to see him in a 10 game sample size, uh, really under Josh Heupel where he was actually contributing and, very explosive, a deep threat, a burner, all those things. I just think he fits an offense like that a lot more than a Gus offense. I mean, the last two years, I look at I me, mean, I got the number right here. He averaged 19.6 a target with Josh Heupel. And with Gus, it's 9.8. 9.8. So everything, he, he's obviously very, the screens, the end arounds, you know, the little shallow route. I mean, that's kind of what it's been for Ryan O'Keefe the last two years. And not that he hasn't done a good job in that role. Yeah. I just think he probably sees himself a little bit differently. It could be used a little bit better. So uh, not surprising with Ryan O'Keefe. And I think there's going to be probably a good amount of power five interest there. I, I for, already think I know where he's going, if we're being completely honest. For a guy that has, you know, nearly 2,000 yards in his uh, in his career. But what, what was the team you had? TCU. Yeah. Go back home. That's true. I mean, he, he, he's from. I think he's born nearby there. Yeah. Yep. So and yeah. So I think he goes TCU, um, and that would be. I mean, 
we probably play them next year. I know the schedule probably releases in the next week or two, which we'll have an episode on that, um, the new Big 12 schedule next year. But that would be, you know, good to see him, you know, in the purple. I, I like TCU, so I like, I'd like like him to go there. Um, guys that can replace him. Now, <laughs> looking at um, the offers that we've already sent out to transfer portal players, um, it's a lot. I mean, they are definitely going after their, uh, the most that they offer is offensive linemen, wide receivers, and corners. Those are kind of the, the position players that clearly UCF feels they need to improve on. Again, I'm going to be honest. I don't really have a problem with the receivers we have on the roster. I mean, if, if we're being completely fair, you know, it's, we've got a bunch of great players on the roster. Um, but they've offered that I've seen, uh, one, two, three, four, four or five receivers. Tyrese Chambers out of FIU is kind of the guy that if, if you were to get one, you get him. Um, but that's a toss up. He can go to Colorado. I, again, anybody that has a Colorado offer. Anytime that's got anybody. Yeah. Anybody that's got the Colorado in their offer. I'm scared. I'm just immediately scared and I, I don't put much hope into it. No. Um, but two guys that I feel, and I want to get your take on it. Um, obviously Amari Johnson, he was kind of out of, out of the camp, out of training camp. People were raving about this guy. He gets injured, didn't play a snap this year, but I mean, I like him. And then Quan Lee, I mean, he's the guy you signed in last year's class. One of the fastest guys in the nation when he will play. I mean, he's, he's a burner. Um, so I think you have guys on the roster that can replace a guy that, you clearly Ryan O'Keefe was that type of guy. Jet sweeps, end arounds. Th- that's what you like to do. You have guys on the roster that can do that. Now just getting quality wide receiver depth, even though I think like Xavier Townsend's gonna play a big role. You, I think Juan Lee can come in there and make a big a big impact. I think you've got a guy on your roster that can really make that impact. And it's huge, like I said, Nick, it is huge that Javon Baker and Kobe Hudson are staying and they're not transferring. Yeah, I, you mentioned Townsend. I, I, I have some intrigue there. Um, we didn't see him a good bit in this season, but I think there's something you can work with. Obviously, Quan Lee has the speed. Does this offense cater to somebody like that? Debatable. Yeah. But I think getting Javon, like you said, and getting Kobe Hudson, and Kobe Hudson to me is, you know, year two now. Hopefully, he goes into a training camp where he's fully healthy. Um, and be the number two guy. I think he's gonna. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he jumped uh, of Javon next year at some point as, as the go-to guy in this offense. I mean, when they really got him going, I thought I was really impressed by him. So this, at the end of the day, this is an offense that is so predicated on running the ball that you know they're gonna. I don't put it past an add a receiver or two in the portal, but to me, it's gonna be about what they can do with the ground game and and working it that way because the receiver position. Uh, not that it's not a priority or that it's obsolete. It's just, it's not what this offense is centered around really. Yeah. So, and I think you have to kind of, if you're a recruit, you have to take that into mind as well. And I think a lot of them will, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think that goes into like offensive linemen. We're not going to get too much into it because the one guy I thought UCF had a really good chance at was Joshua Braun and he just transferred to Arkansas. So that's an up in the air thing, but UCF is going to go need to get some linemen after losing a couple starting um, tackles and linemen there. All right, last thing before we um, are done. Uh, 
UCF staff, they just they're they're on their 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 trail. They're hitting all of the recruits that have committed for this class. Um, one guy that people were just assuming was gonna decommit from UCF, John Walker. I mean, he was just with Kenny Martin. Looks like I mean, I could be wrong, but it looks like he he's set. Like there's no changing of teams there. I think he's set on coming to UCF, which is huge. Um, but they've I thought the uh the Gus helicopter post was probably the best thing I saw on Twitter. That now, uh, now I guess we can afford uh, to uh, have our head coach and defensive coordinator flying a helicopter to literally wherever in Florida to see whatever recruit they want, which is huge for the program. I mean, that's great. Um, but that was that was pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, and John Walker, I think he even said. I think he spoke to. Uh, uh, what was it on three today? I believe. Yeah. He spoke to on three today and he actually said that the Florida and UCF are quote, pretty close in the race. So, and that's when he mentioned UF and UCF. So, you know, and, and listen, he has every right to do that. I mean, you have, you can, you, you can go up all the way. Listen, we saw it last year. I'm not putting, I'm not surprised by anything. Because I watched the number one overall recruit in the country who was committed to Florida State for 18 months on the last hour go to Jackson State. Okay, that nothing shocks me anymore. So, of course, I mean, it's good to see Kenny Martin out there. I'm sure Gus is going to be out there. I'm sure Travis Williams is going to be out there because, I mean, he would be what their highest rated recruit ever, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Right? Yep. Yeah. You want to hold on to that guy. You want to hold on to that guy. That establishes you. And in so many ways, I think, and, and other recruits will go, hey, this guy's a this guy's a top 100 player and he's going to UCF. I mean, that helps a lot when you can get that. Uh, what would be the reason that he would decommit at this point? You know, I mean, what's I mean, other than just keeping your recruitment open, your options, all that kind of stuff. I mean, Florida, I mean, if, if you get into a bidding war and a lot of this is bidding war, let's be real here. If you get into a bidding war with UF, you're not winning. No, you're, uh, you're not winning. Yeah. So I, I understand that. But if you beat out. A UF for this? I just think that makes a big statement. No, it does. And that's why I, you know, I'm praying because that's that's your biggest recruit right there. Um, and it looks like a lot of all of your other recruits. I mean, they just lost Jamal Merriweather to Georgia. So, I mean, when you talk about, you know, the new NIL, that, that, that comes <laughs> into play right there. Um, that was an offensive lineman that probably would have started day one. Um, but, oh yeah, no, I, I think if... You know, you can keep John Walker, which, listen, I think that's a task, but I think it's he's kept UCFDT in his Instagram bio this entire time. He hasn't really altered anything. Um, he hasn't yeah, reopened uh, anything. So it's it's going to be tough because I know he's going to Florida this weekend. Yeah. He, he's going to Florida this weekend. And for everything that we're seeing, they are going to put a, a huge emphasis on trying to flip him. So, oh, I, he's uh, their number one guy to flip right now. I know that. Yeah. So, yeah. Going to war with Florida again. What do you know? Um, they've already taken one of our recruits uh, this cycle. So, you know, hopefully John Walker will stay home and and uh, sign. I don't know if he'll sign in December or in the next couple of weeks. I mean, I know early National Sign Day. I don't know if he's going to sign or if he's going to wait until actual February to sign. But hopefully he stays. And obviously Troy Ford, Brandon Marshall, or Brandon Marshall, Kevin Call, and Dylan Risk, they were all visited by UCF coaches. They're making the round, so it's good to see that. Um, but a lot of stuff happening. And by next episode, 
we don't know if we're doing two next week. We'll see how many how much news there is. If it's kind of quiet, we're only going to do one uh, to kind of revamp stuff. But I think there's been so many things that have happened this episode that we felt two episodes this uh, this week was needed. Nick, any final thoughts on this transfer portal and kind of is there any guy you're hoping that UCF can can snag in the next uh, the next at least week or so? Yeah, I'm curious to see about uh, the Chambers, the receiver, because I mean you're in a you're going to be. I think he got a final eight. It's not like a lot of guys just have like a final four. There's a side between two. I think you're, it's a final eight, and I like what he did at FIU. I mean, 1500 receiving yards over the last two years, so kind of fits the profile of what I think this offense would uh, would have a good deal on. But again, I see that Colorado logo. Uh, I get nervous. I get a little bit nervous. And obviously, like we just talked about, priority is to keep John Walker. Keep what you have first uh, and then see what you can add in. But but don't worry, UCF fans. And a lot of people are, are freaking out over O'Keefe and, and John Baptiste and all. And they're good players. They are very good players. There's a reason why they're leaving and they have the opportunity to go to bigger schools because they are really good players. Uh, that's just that's the reality. But I think they'll, they'll reload. They'll reload. In three months, you're going to look at the roster and be like, oh, we're fine. So I don't, everybody just take a chill pill. I think they have in the last couple of days. I think we're going to be okay. Uh, and yeah, hopefully the guys that we have committed for this for this class this year end up actually signing and uh, are we're actually getting them on campus. That is uh, priority number one. All right, guys, this has been Charge On presented by BetOnline. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.